Storytelling is the hot new buzzword. Everybody tells you you need to add stories to your marketing. But how do you put a great story together? That was the question I asked Emmy Award winner Laura Buckner. Curious about her answers? Well, you're going to have to listen to the episode. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg. And this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And I love a good story. And today, my guest, Laura Buckner, is going to talk to us about stories. Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon. What you need to know about Laura is that, number one, she is a consummate storyteller. She is a writer and an Emmy-winning video producer. That's correct. Produced a few Emmy-winning videos and won a few for writing as well. You really know all about stories. I'm learning every day, but I've, I've learned a few things along the way, too. <laughs> so what I want to talk about, because we've had a lot of people come in and they do the general, yeah, you got to have a great story, you got to tell a story, but specifically talking about stories to build into a marketing campaign. And really using that story to create that emotional hook. Where do you start? Well, two things. You have to first start with really be clear on who your audience is. I have a little bit of experience in nonprofits. So sometimes there's two audiences that in that potential donors and then people you're trying to serve. If you're selling a product, it could be different segments of the people that want to buy your product. That needs to be clear. And also what problem you're trying to solve with the story. Mm -hmm. Are you just trying to create some more brand awareness? Maybe you're trying to launch a new product and you want people to know about that. Maybe there is some misconception about your product or service, so you want to tell a story about that. So that's really helpful, is knowing what problem you're trying to solve before you even go down this journey. So examples of maybe problems people could solve with a video or a story? Well, you could, I can give you a quick example just from real world experience. I used to work for the Indianapolis Children's Choir. That is the world's best children's choir on many levels, um, artistically, the size of the choir, the whole nine yards. The problem we were having is that parents were not picking up the phone to have their children join the choir And we did a little research and we found out they didn't think their child was good enough to be in the choir because the forward-facing choirs that people would see at big events were amazingly polished and good. And they're like, oh my gosh, my kid can't sing that well. They didn't even call us. So that was a problem we overcame with some storytelling that we stopped using the word audition and just used the word assessment. We got a couple of the choir directors on tape saying 98% of the population can sing. We're sure, we're sure your child can too. We're going to teach them to sing really well. That's an example of we had to do a little research too to figure out why people weren't picking up the phone. And then we used some stories to tell about, hey, and, and we worked hard on a tagline. And it wasn't even a very long one, but just beginner's welcome. It took us a couple days to think, how are we going to say this, that you, you don't have to even have any experience? Beginner's welcome was so simple, and we got a lot of good feedback from that. And that is such a great example of figuring out who you were talking to, mm-hmm. the parents, parents, and what was the message, what was the problem you were trying to solve, and what did you want them to sort of take away from these stories? And then by featuring your average kid, mm-hmm. not this amazing potential 
tenor for the, for the New York Opera, right. yeah. you, you really could make it very approachable. Right. Awesome. Okay. You decide that you've got a marketing problem. You're clear on who your audience is and what you want them to do. How do you begin to look at the information you have to kind of assemble a meaningful and relevant story? For me, the things that make me ask questions about something are the things that kind of draw me down the road of what a good story is. Like, how long have you been in business? How did you come up with the name of the business? Um, Even Round Peg. I have no idea how that (laughs) happened, but it probably would make an interesting story. How you can pull the curtain back a little bit for people, things that they might not normally see, but you can purposely show them. Things like that are all kind of good components. If you have any of those at your at your fingertips or even looking for them a little bit. Humor, if there's something funny going on in your in your business or organization that happens a lot, that is often a good launching pad for a good story. We talked a lot when you were working at Riley's Children's Hospital mm-hmm. and you turned some wonderful interactions with parents and children into stories. How did you kind of construct that or how did you sort of think about what went in, and also what you left out of some of those stories. I'll start with first some of the things we left out. I mean, a lot of the children at Riley are going through some really difficult things. So when I talk about pulling back the curtain, you don't want to pull it back so much that you're getting into the nitty-gritty of some of the medical procedures and things. That's not That will elicit an emotion, but not often the one you want. And as far as what we did include, things that kind of were a little different than your typical Riley story. What would showcase the hospital as being best in class? We would we would pull those stories out, like they're number two or three, I think, in the country for urology, so any kind of re- urology patient. But also, I kind of had a heart for the older children, too, because you didn't see those as much. So the teenage boys weren't the cute little girls in the commercials, but those kind of, those were a little different, too. Anything that would make somebody go, oh, that's a little different. I didn't see this come to fruition, but I was pushing to get one of the pediatric researchers on the cover of our magazine because he was so visually interesting looking. He just, he looked like a biker and he, (laughs) you know, like a motorcycle guy. He had a very long beard. He was just, and I wanted people to walk past our magazine and go, whoa, what's that, you know? (laughs) So things like that, things that you might not normally expect to see would work. Yeah, that idea will work for lots of businesses Mm -hmm. that look at what makes you different. Really look at the thing that is unexpected about your business and tell the story about why that fits or why that works or how you build on that sort of unique little starting point. Right, that's correct. Another example I could use, I've done a little work for the Monumental Marathon, and that's a running event here in Indianapolis, and they have done a good job with attracting elite athletes, so people who are training for the Olympics, as well as what I call the middle-aged housewife runner who may only run one half marathon in her life. And to do that, we had to showcase different different parts of the race Mm -hmm. and show things that would be attractive to both of those audiences. Absolutely. And since I'm 
clearly not in the elite athlete category, but I have done more than the average number Mm -hmm. of half marathons in my life. I think being able to convey this idea, much like you did with the children's choir, that there's a place for every participant in this event, that you can participate at your level and getting those stories out there is a way to encourage more people to sign up. Right. And just when we would highlight some of the what we call recreational runners. And just when you think, oh my gosh, everyone's heard this story before. That's not true. We may feel like we've told it before, but just telling variations of it on a kind of consistent basis, that was always a good thing too, because it was a different person, a little bit different background. They had different motivation, different experience running or no experience. So we might think, oh, it's just another runner story, but we would try to be consistent in in telling stories like that. Absolutely. So last bit of advice for somebody who's thinking, whether it's a video or an article, that they want to bring a story forward that they should consider. I would say start with asking some good questions. And there's a quote in journalism. I've never been a journalist. Sometimes I think I missed my calling, but get the name of the dog. And the point of that is... If you find out why somebody named their dog something, there's usually a story behind that. My dog, for instance, is Bailey. Because when we got Bailey, he's a cream-colored poodle, and he was the exact shade of Bailey's Irish cream, which I like. (laughs) So that, you know, that can take you down a whole road. I would say get different viewpoints. If you're the head of the organization, don't think you, you know it all. Talk to the person at the front desk. That'll open up a whole series of maybe stories When I was struggling with something, a storytelling video at the children's choir, I was actually, it was the one I actually won the Emmy for writing. I was like, wow, I'm not sure about this. I actually picked up the phone and called the 11-year-old singer at the time and say, how did this make you feel when you're in front of somebody's class? And she told me something I never would have thought of. She said, you know, just when we think we can't hit a note, Mrs. Dwyer shows us how. And that kind of showed me my own ignorance. I thought if you can't hit a note, you can't hit a note. But I guess you can be trained to do that. And kind of wove that into the video. And she's a freshman at IU now, so that's been a while. I think just asking good questions and even focusing on the history. Some people, sometimes people care more about your company and your product when they know the history of it. Not everybody will care, but there will be somebody out there that does care about it. That's That's always important, too. That's the audience for the story. Yes. Awesome. Laura, this was great. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Keep up the great work on your end, too. (laughs) My pleasure. We are definitely going to try. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about storytelling and other marketing tips for business owners, be sure to subscribe to More Than A Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, listen to more than one because they're short leave a review. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.